getting lost in a book is one of the most powerful things that we can do as both teachers and as learners ourselves. But I think that we all realize that sometimes kids have a hard time diving into a book and picking one up that makes them excited. And that's why on today's episode, I have invited my friend Jacob, who is actually the host of the Teach Me Teacher podcast, which is absolutely incredible. We have him on today's episode as a dynamic literacy coach, and he is passionate about reading, and he's going to dish out some ideas that are going to help us help our readers regardless of what subject area you teach. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to share a quick five-star review from the Apple Podcast app. This is from listener Kate. She said, such a great podcast for educators. Every single episode makes me feel better and also motivated to be a better teacher. Monica has such good advice for teachers, and she also brings on amazing guests to talk with her. So worth listening to. Kate, thank you so much for being the listener of the week. And you are right. I try really hard to bring on dynamic, incredible guests that are dishing out insights from their own classrooms and their own experiences. And I know that you are going to find so much value in this episode. So at the end, don't forget to submit a review so you can be featured as the listener of the week. It only takes a few seconds to do that and it helps other teachers like you find incredible podcasts like this one, this Teacher Life, and all other podcasts that we as teachers need to be listening to, kind of like the Teach Me Teacher podcast with Jacob. Speaking of Jacob, we're going to roll the music and you are going to enjoy this really fun, dynamic interview. There is awesome in every single school day. big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. with Jacob, who is a literacy coach who is doing incredible things for education. You might know him from the podcast, Teach Me Teacher. It is incredible. I highly recommend listening to some episodes, but he's here to help us get some information and some tips on how every single teacher should look and feel and experience what it is like to be a literacy coach. So welcome. Hi, glad to be here. You know, you're I'm, I've been a fan of yours ever since uh, I've been following you forever on social media and 
your episode was one of my favorites and it's one of the ones that keep popping up in my teach me teacher feed that people share. So it's cool. glad to, that we can reverse the roles a little bit. I know this is amazing. And I think that just the ideas that you bring to education and your insights and your wisdom, like I think you're bringing some really cool things to the table. And I know that literacy is just, it's a frustration for so many teachers because we get these kids in our classrooms and maybe they're not reading at grade level or, or maybe their age level. So what do we do? What can you share with us to make every teacher teacher feel like they can be that literacy coach for those kids who just need that boost? Yeah, I love this topic. I talk about it all the time on Teach Me Teacher, but you know, essentially teachers across the board deal with the same problem. So if you feel like you're struggling to get your kids to read your content, to get them to read instructions, to get them to just read anything in your classroom, you're definitely not alone. Um, it happens in my space all the time. Uh, you know, I've, I've taught at only Title I campuses. And when you teach at campuses like that, you see a variety of students. But one thing that is clear across the board, whether it's Title I or campuses that aren't Title I, is that you deal with students who don't have reading lives at home. Mm -hmm. um, they don't, they're not fed a reading diet and I'm not against technology, but there's definitely a technology piece there yeah. that's serving to distract kids from the reading that we, they might've normally done, but it's the blame isn't entirely on that. So I like to focus on the things that we can control. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to fall down this spiral of saying, you know, our kids just can't read this. And so we start dumbing down curriculum mm -hmm. and we start spoon feeding them the, the reading rather than asking them to do the work of reading themselves. So a tip number one yes. for any for any content teacher is whatever content you're teaching, teach your students what it means to read or write or speak like that person. So for instance, if you're in math, teach your kids how to read like a mathematician, teach them how to write like a mathematician, put them in that role, play that, that role. And you know, Monica, you've talked about how you've you try to spice up your, your classroom by really getting your kids invested into certain things. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we have to do. You have to go, guys, let's, let's read this. Like we're like, we're mathematicians or science is a perfect example. You know, mm -hmm. we're scientists today. How would a scientist read this and really get kids to do a shift in their brain because they might not have confidence as themselves as a reader for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. but they might have confidence if they can pretend for 30 minutes, 45 minutes that they're a scientist. Yeah. Right. And give them confidence. Don't, you know, when, when they're reading like this and they're struggling, celebrate all of their wins because the kids who are reading at below grade level are the kids that have the lowest self-esteem when it comes to reading. Right. Um, they haven't had a lot of success. They've been beat down. And the worst thing educators can do in any content is to make kids who are already self-conscious about something and not very good at it something and then berate them. And I, I, I mean that in like a, like a teacher way. I don't, I don't think sure. we're abusing our students, but, yeah. but saying, you know, oh, well, you didn't do this, so you fail. Like we step back from grades for a moment because mm -hmm. you have to get your kids to want to read first before you ever start improving their reading ability in your space. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that, and like I said, that's true for every content. You could be a band teacher. You could be a choir teacher. You know, literacy is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Get your kids in that mindset because 
kids who are reading books, it's not the same type of reading necessarily that you need to solve a math problem or to read um, a, an experiment or something like that. But yeah. if you can get your kids to shift, I think you'll see some improvement in their buy-in as to what you're doing in your classroom. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I love it. Yeah, and I, I really think it's a powerful tool. Now, tip number two is the one I love even more, which is kids do what we model as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, kids watch everything you do. You know, when 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 kids are apathetic in my room or they're uh, lazy or something like that, I always turn the mirror to myself. And I'm like, man, am I showing that to them? Like, am I not feeling it today? Am I not bringing the energy? Mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to reading, I encourage every teacher to have a book um, in their room somewhere, maybe just sitting on the whiteboard saying, this is what I'm reading. Um, And you draw it on the whiteboard. Talk about books with your kids just for five minutes, Mm -hmm. two minutes, three minutes. If you have some downtime goes, guys, you know, I'm reading this book and it's just and talk about your struggles with it. Like the other day, like I'm reading Grapes of Wrath right now and I've never read it before. And as an English teacher, it's like a like a faux pas. I was talking to my students the other day and I was like, guys, like this book is just kind of boring to me right now. Like mm-hmm. I really like the writing, but it's that, and kids get validated because of that. Cause they think, they think like kids who don't have reading lives think that all books should be entertaining or they all suck. Yeah. But there's, that's yeah. two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more we model that in our classrooms and every content, the better, you know, I have this vision of a campus where every teacher walks around with a book in their hand mm-hmm. and, and just to have it, just to show that adults read and we read and we don't just read the hardest stuff. You know, we don't go to the library and find our Lexile number and go, oh, this is what I want to read today. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I read popcorn fiction like Stephen King and sometimes I, I up my game a little bit and read some Tolkien or, or, or Faulkner or something like yeah. that. Right? Um, I think that the more we model and discuss literature and show kids that it's not this foreign entity, mm-hmm. we're really, that's when you start getting your buy-in because kids, I mean, why would you want to do something that's only attached to work all the time? Right, right. And, you know, have fun with, like, teach them that literature's fun. It's not just something you read, write a summary on, and then answer a 10-question test on. The, literature is the, the foundation of so many cultural principles that we we have to model that. So my, my response is, you know, that that's how we become literacy coaches really in, mm-hmm. in every classroom and every school is coaching is, is about being able to guide people, but it's really also about just building those relational capacities to where, you know, people feel kids and uh, adults feel validated in what they're trying to do because of the relationships that you're you're, you're showing that communal aspect and reading is extremely communal. Yeah. And I think that that goes perfectly with what you said at the very beginning, because you said we have to be feeding our kids a reading diet. And yeah. I think like we have to put ourselves in check as well. Like, what am I feeding myself? Like, what am I reading? And not just for myself, but Am I showing kids that I am I'm practicing what I'm preaching? And I love your vision of the campus where every single every single adult is carrying a book because in the buildings that I've taught in, that's the expectation that you have all of your materials for your class plus you have your free reading book. Like yeah. we should be carrying our free reading books in our teacher totes. Not that we maybe have time for free reading at school, but at least we have that book with us. Yeah. And I, I really do. There's so much power. You know, I've had teachers 
um, from all over email me and say, hey, my kids aren't reading or I feel like I can never get them to read. And I've had some teachers on campus, both campuses I've worked at say that. And my response is, well, how much are you reading? Mm -hmm. Because there it's a correlation. Yeah. Kid, like I said, kids model what they see. You know, I'm not an English teacher, but I think there is just so much value in what Jacob was talking about when it comes to literacy and just the passion of like, the like kids model what what they see. And if we as teachers are reading books that we're passionate about and sharing those, I think that is super contagious. And if you are looking to read something, if you're like, man, I gotta find a book that I love as a teacher, I wanna highly recommend my book, 180 Days of Awesome. It feels weird to like to plug that, but I truly do think that of all the books that I've written, that one is one that has resonated with so many teachers, regardless of how many years they've taught, what their grade level is, what subject area they're in. Like it is such a great read and I think you should add it to your library. You can check that out at monicajensa.com slash books. I'm going to put that in the show notes. And you know what else I'm going to put in the show notes? A link to the Teach Me Teacher podcast, which is Jacob's podcast. I've had the uh, just the great privilege to be on it a number of times. And if you are a podcast listener, which you are, I mean, you're listening to this Teacher Life podcast right now, you probably are looking for other great samples of podcasts. And I love Teach Me Teacher. I listen to it every single week. So I will put a few links in the show notes so you can connect and dive into even more teacher truth bombs. But until the next episode, I want to thank you for listening. And most importantly, thank you for living this teacher life. Oh,